0: I think I just wish I'd been more myself earlier on I don't know if that would have been possible but I wish I'd had a bit more confidence just to just to do it basically Um, because I didn't really come out till I was 20 but I knew from like 14 or 15 so it's I sort of tried to fake it I guess so I think that's a bit damaging so I think just yeah I would say to myself to try and be confident and be who you are earlier on
1: is Jo and I'm a lesbian woman living on Tauranga country working with Master and Rangers Accessible Arts. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the lands on which this podcast episode was recorded, the Tararung lands of the Kulon Nation, and pay my respect to elders past and present. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you live, work and play today, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. We recognise the important role that art has played on these lands for thousands of years and feel privileged to work alongside artists, continuing the creative practice of one of the oldest surviving cultures in the world, always was, always will be. This episode you're about to hear is with Kate, a gay woman from Kyneton in Central Victoria. She talks about what it's like moving to regional Victoria as a business owner and as a gay woman, as well as the importance of community no matter where you live. Well
0: I'm Kate, I have been living in Kyneton for about four years and I've had a business here for five years so running Good Self, which is a little allied health business and um, prior to moving here I lived in Melbourne for a few years, I think four or five years and I'm actually from Adelaide originally. So people do classify Adelaide as country. <laughs> I didn't think that, I didn't know that until I moved to Victoria. But I think my experiences, um, even in just what we're talking about today, I probably have had a lot of those experiences living in Adelaide, being gay. And yeah, yeah. So that's my story.
2: Mm. And why Kyneton? Is that how you say it? Kinton. Yeah. Kyneton. Is that
0: how you say it? <laughs> I think that's how I say it. Um, some people say it with a more of an Aussie accent. Quinton (laughs) or something (laughs) like that Um, very randomly like we were wanting to open up a business in a regional area so we were travelling around looking for locations Um, we were originally thinking between Adelaide and Melbourne so that would have been um, Mount Gambier and there was a need for a a business like ours in that area at the time thank God we didn't decide on that place because although the services were needed um, it was far too far and we weren't willing to actually live we were thinking of commuting And doing sort of a week stint there and then going back home again to either locations. Uh, And then one day we just went on a bit of a drive from Melbourne and we came across Coynton and had lunch here. And we were just down Piper Street and uh, we just got an intuitive um, vibe, really, that this might be the place to set up a new business. So, And then a commercial property happened to be available, which was just here. So we just took the opportunity. Yeah, so for a year we were driving from Melbourne to Kyneton and doing the opposite commute and we had other jobs. And then after 12 months, we things were going pretty well here, so we decided to um, buy a house and go full-time into the business pretty much within the first couple of years. So we've been full-time working together as partners and life partners and everything for... Um, after two years we were doing that, but it's been five years now.
1: Mm, yeah, how's it going?
0: Really well, mm. yeah. It's been... Um, I don't want to be negative, but it's been the best and the worst experience that we've had. Right. I think moving to a regional area for us was actually really hard. For me, particularly, it was really hard because all the things I identified with were in the city. Yeah. And Even though I was from Adelaide moving to the country, I just found it tough and a bit isolating for me because I was used to having all these things around me close by. And so, um, yeah, I, but then once I got to know the people, that's probably been the the only saving grace has been the people that I've met in the area everyone's just I find the people a lot more open and friendly to making new connections than I probably ever had even in Adelaide and then versus Melbourne so that for me it was the people
2: Mm. that
0: made it easier Mm. yeah
2: what would you say it is about the people that's made it easier like I just think that I mean
0: there is a community spirit there's definitely the people that are local and have grown up here and they want to get to know everybody and so they make an effort to kind of meander into your life so they're kind of forcing you into getting to know you in some ways they're just kind of used to being like well who are you and what are you about I want to know more about you and I think there's quite a few people in this town that are just happy for new people to be coming in so they're just interested in your experiences and what you're doing and people are very supportive of what we've set up here I'm not sure if that's unique to our situation as business owners, um, as I know, other people have come from out of town and open businesses, and it just seems as though there's a lot of a lot of support, so we 've definitely felt that, and that 's been amazing, yeah, so from that side of things, I guess people are just warm and open and just a really wholesome kind of relationship you have with them and I find like compared to being in the city, those relationships can be like fast paced and coming and going, but with, with here that people are quite solid and genuine. Mm-hmm. Which is probably what made us feel welcome and at home here.
2: Yeah. So, when you say it's the best and the worst, and you like, there's obviously the things that you missed in that you got in the city, how did you get through those hurdles?
0: Making the effort with people to try and and make those relationships something more solid in our lives and kind of accepting that this was a long term. And um, there was, I think, with COVID, it sort of, there was no going back at that point. So we just had to kind of like feel into all the things that were around us as well and like really try and enjoy what the Mass Rangers has to offer because we haven't we still haven't been everywhere and done everything but we've just found our little simple little you know daily walks or just getting to know other people's animals and dogs and going out and going to you know restaurants and bars and just trying everything really yeah, not no, just simple things. Just really, uh, probably just appreciating simple, simple living. Really, not looking for too, trying to not search for too much more. Is maybe what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: you say to people who are thinking about leaving mm. cities and coming to um, people who are who identify as LGBTQIA plus mm. what would you say to them who are thinking about leaving cities and going into regional areas
0: yeah well it's probably easier to I've I found it easier to find queer people in the community because they stand out more when you're in a smaller place a smaller town and I probably found that in Adelaide as well it was actually easier to find those connections and I found the same thing here. And you're kind of looking out for that too. So it's more on your radar to, to bring people in. Whereas in Melbourne, everyone's, you know, I feel like everyone's queer in Melbourne anyway. So, you know, it's not as easy to nail down who those people are that might come into your world, I guess. And you get to meet probably a broader spectrum of the community as well. There's a bit of everybody. Um, whereas in Melbourne, you probably get pinholed into sort of a, a certain certain... Yeah, little sort of sect of people. Yeah, yeah. We tend to go for the same because you can find the same, whereas in the in the regional mm. areas, you you can't necessarily find exactly your tribe, I yeah. guess. But it's it's also fun mm. to yeah hear other people's experiences and stories. We've got a lady that comes into the clinic, and she's in her sixties, I think. Um, I'm not sure if she's always been in regional areas. I'm not sure her her, her background, but. She, yeah, it's been, once she sort of recognised that I was gay, she started opening up about her life story and, you know, the experiences she's had coming out in, I think, like the 50s or the 60s. I just found it fascinating. Yeah, she's got so much there that I've not experienced, Mm. but I've read about and seen in movies and things like that. So I kind of, you know, I I sort of see it for what it might have been, but hearing from her... Um, I've only recently just kind of connected with, with her and that's that's been really interesting. I don't know if I would have met someone like that in the city mm. but in the country and I see her every week because she's coming into the business. So having a business means you meet people mm. more frequently and people open up to you, being, having, being in a regional area, having a business and then them coming in and um, you have the time to talk to people as well. Mm. Yeah.
2: What are the challenges that you've faced as a gay person?
0: Well, I've been in a relationship the whole time, but I think if I was single, I'd find it really hard. I'm not even sure I would choose regional um, if I was single because I, I don't know how people meet people because there is only a small there's a smaller number of us, so it would be harder. Um, so being single here could be a different situation, but for me being in a relationship, it's fairly easy. Yeah, I don't find um, anything hard about being in... A relationship with Sonia. Yeah. Where did nothing. you meet? We met in Adelaide, actually. Yeah. yeah. We met through work. So she was there working as an osteo and I was working for another business. So, yeah, we just met. Basically, I was on the road one day doing training for a, a team that she she worked for. And we met that way. And then we moved back to Melbourne um, after like a year. Because I'd been wanting to move to Melbourne for about 10 years. So, oh. And she was from Melbourne. So it, it was easier mm. to to make the transition. Across,
2: yeah. What what did Melbourne give you that Adelaide didn't, do you feel? Just more people.
0: Yeah, it really was just the things that I loved were just tenfold in Melbourne. Adelaide's only got a very small kind of like art, music sort of mm. scene, which I was in. Mm. Um, but in Melbourne, you don't really have to go far to get all those things that felt normal to me. Mm. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. And food. Well, There's amazing food in Adelaide too, but just the food and restaurants and bars are like next level in Melbourne. Mm. So, yeah, it was that that kind of attracted me to it. <laughs>
2: and what is it about the country that you wanted to set up a business in the country? Yeah,
0: that's a good question. Um, <laughs> because we felt like the city was saturated. Yeah, OK. And we felt there was a need mm. um, for, for better health care. And lots of people have retired and moved out this way and they still need and want the same care that they've had in Melbourne. And so we just felt that there wasn't the level of um, service, I guess, that people kind of expect now. And also the like the hospitals and the general medical places are just overrun with with patients. And so we're in that kind of preventative space. So for us, you know, being able to provide that in a regional area just kind of takes the pressure off those more medical practices. And then you get to sort of influence people in a more holistic mm-hmm. way as well. And often the regional areas miss out on. Um, that holistic health care because it's either expensive or they just don't have access to it. And a lot of people are not necessarily or weren't online or doing all that stuff prior to COVID, especially the demographic being older here. So they they were just missing out. So they were coming and moving here, and wanting a really nice lifestyle, but not actually getting the health care that they finally had the time to actually put into their lives. Uh, and yeah, I think a lot of people moving to a regional area want holistic they want wholesomeness they want to look after their bodies and things so um, it was just the right it was the right that that's that is who we are and what we do so it was just more about um finding the right area to do that in
2: people i've spoken to who have moved here have said that you know, they looked around other places yeah. and chose okay. here because, you know, there was a really strong queer community. Was, oh. that, this, was that, no, you hadn't I haven't really that? done
0: anything right. in, like, queer space yeah. here at all. Mm. Um, don't know why. Mm. I probably haven't had time We've like, we're working pretty hard, so we're just working mostly on the business. And then we renovated our house, so we haven't actually had a lot of time for socialising. And doing those sort of fun things. No, I would have had no clue that that was the case, to be mm. honest. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing a few people around now who see things like this highlight it to me, but I don't do anything in the queer community. I know that sounds terrible, but I just don't. Yeah. I'd like to. Would you? Well, yeah. Someone needs to tell me about more things what's, that are happening. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know what's happening. Mm. Yeah. Not
2: sure why. Mm. Mm. I guess some people feel a real need to connect. And oh i'm probably kn- I less guess. so yeah sounds like yeah
0: mm. i feel like i've t- i take it for granted yeah and i don't ever question my sexuality yeah. so i would connect with anyone it wouldn't i wouldn't sexuality wouldn't even be something yeah. that i would be seeking i mm. guess to have like-minded people i guess around because yeah. i've yeah I, I don't know i don't, don't really look for i used to when i was younger if i was in my 20s maybe i would have but I don't feel outside the community so I don't feel like I need to find that. Yeah I feel connected with everybody.
2: Yeah and how was your growing up years?
0: In that way um, I came out about 2000 I think so it was like it was quite hard for me. Yeah I didn't know anyone that was gay in Adelaide at that time. My parents are really conservative so there was a bit of prejudice from their end. Um, They were quite confused and not sure about that whole world. I never, I always had confidence. I didn't think that I was doing anything wrong or that there was a problem. That was just me. But um, for about 10 years, I sort of disconnected from my mum. So I didn't really... Um, we saw each other, but the relationship changed a lot. She was quite angry about my choice in life, but I just continued on with it anyway. So like, I had a few relationships and things. So I found it fun. Being single and being out and about in Adelaide, I, I always found what I needed. I guess it was just my family were holding me back. So, but they've they've everything's repaired. <laughs> Is since it? then. Wow. I mean, that was like twenty years yeah. ago. So, yeah. Times changed, and they've seen that I'm still the same person. Mm. Um, but it wasn't until I met Sonia really that they actually finally mm. settled with the idea and have been um, happier mm. for me. Yeah, and also yeah, just more accepting. I guess.
2: Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, coming out was quite hard to your family. Uh, I think, it, yeah, it was. In terms of what, yeah, what, wondering what they're going to think and feel. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I don't know because mum doesn't open up about how mm. she feels, so I have no idea really. Uh, mm. She just wasn't very nice at the time. She mm. was quite angry and pushed me away. Mm. So I just pushed her way back as yeah. well.
2: <laughs> and how do you feel about that now it, as um, you get older?
0: It creeps into the back of my mind. It definitely changed our relationship for me, but uh, I understand how, how and why she might have, might have felt that way. But I don't think, she, uh, I sort of feel that she could have done a little bit better and try and understand me a little bit more because it was really hard on me because I just felt like a lost, a lost sheep basically. Tried to find like family elsewhere, which I think is not unusual for people's experiences. Coming out, especially if their family are not accepting, they go looking for that acceptance somewhere else. So I probably found that pretty easily and was okay, but it's still not quite the same as your family appreciating who you really are. But at least they've um, come to that conclusion now, whereas other people don't yeah. aren't as lucky as that. You know, you're kind of on the outer even today, which mm. surprises me, I guess.
2: Mm. Yeah. Before coming out, was there any particular person or experience that you had that led to you? being able to understand and accept yourself
0: i mean probably being on this being on a gay scene as such yeah so it comes with wanting to go out and party i guess so the party scene is is is, is where you meet everybody so as soon as i met other people that were like me i, I realized that it, that i wasn't doing anything wrong mm. yeah and there was a lot of fun times with that too yeah there was lots of experiences that I probably wouldn't have had them if I'd been straight I think my straight friends missed out to be honest (laughs) there were so many good times back then yeah yeah and just um there's a lot of excitement I guess um as people wanted to I, I was involved a lot in like the um Adelaide I can't even remember what it's called now feast festival feast festival which would have been similar I guess to chill out here but it was probably a little bit bigger so I just remember those festivals being really, um, really amazing because, yeah, I, I wouldn't have experienced that.
2: And is there something you would say to your teenage self?
0: Oh, uh, I think I just wish I'd been more myself earlier on. I don't know if that would have been possible, but I wish I'd had a bit more confidence just to just to do it, basically, because um, I didn't really come out till I was 20, but I knew from, like, 14 or 15, so... I sort of tried to fake it, I guess, for that was six or seven or eight years. So I think that's a bit damaging. So I think just, yeah, I would say to myself to try and be confident and be who you are earlier on, yeah. Or at least try and find some other people that were the same earlier on rather than leaving it until my 20s. It would have been nice to have had that through high school.
2: Was there anyone who you could share
0: your feelings Um, with? Not really. Mm -hmm. No, not that I remember. Mm-hmm. No, I tried to I didn't want to go to our I remember not wanting to go to our one of the school formals because you had to go you had to go with a boy and I just didn't want to for whatever reason. I wasn't even coming out really. I don't think I even really knew then like I knew but I it wasn't out or anything like that. Um um because I went to a religious private school, I had to go and talk to the rev about not wanting to go with um, a guy. I just wanted to go on my own. I wasn't mm. looking to go with a female or anything. Or I just wanted to be on my own and they just wouldn't allow it and I had to have counselling with him to go through that. Wow. So I just gave in and went, oh, fine, I'll just go with a friends then. Wow. <laughs> so it sort of ruined the experience. I hated mm. my formal because of it
1: because
0: mm. I had to have this person tagging along with me. The second year I didn't even know the person. I just had to go with someone else's friend because... My friends might have had boyfriends or whatever, and there was like basically no guys left. So I just had to go with this random person. <laughs> it was awful. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not
2: even be able to go on your own.
0: No, you can then, now. Mm, this is for okay. only twenty years ago. Mm. It seems crazy that they wouldn't let people go and be on their own. It was not like it was an issue. Could have even had my photos on my own.
2: <laughs> that would have been fine by me.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a funny yeah. it's a funny world.
2: Yeah. When you look back, how far do you think we've come? Well,
0: I was only just saying this to someone the other day because I was reflecting on that and thinking that even my mum's response 20 years ago, I mean, 20 years ago is pretty quickly. And now to have kids, you know, like it just seems, it seems like the whole world is okay with queerness in general. If you're not, it's like, well, fuck off then. (laughs) Basically, like if you're not accepting, Mm -hmm. you're now becoming more of the minority. Like the kids will give it to you. Um, so the woke mm-hmm. police are out <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's um a good thing, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've never as an adult, not ever really felt worried about mm-hmm. my sexuality, but now I feel like it's um mm-hmm. not even something to actually think about. It's for me becoming something that I don't think about daily. I don't think about being gay or being queer at all, really, it's not whereas I used to when I was younger, so I think. All this acceptance is, yeah. make, is creating, like it's neutralising it all out that you're just feeling like a, well, I don't want to use the word normal, but you're mm. just feeling um, it's not at the forefront of your mind because I think if it is, that can be a bit traumatic as well. Mm-hmm. Even if it is a positive you can, positive thought, it mm-hmm. still can be quite negative, I think, if you're constantly thinking you're different than somebody else.
2: My final question is yeah. uh, what does pride mean to you?
0: What does pride mean to me? Oh, that's a hard one too. Like I said, I don't think about it too often. Mm. Um, I think for pride for me really is thinking back to like historical events or just the things that people in this community have done and the hardships that they've gone through for us to be able to have the freedoms today. It sounds so clichéd, but I do, even just watching, watching documentaries I've, or I've been reading a book recently about this um, lesbian who, she actually murdered somebody. Um, but she was having psychosis because she'd broken up with a partner and she was wrongfully convicted because it was a mental health um, episode. And then she was also jailed for being um, homosexual at the time too and this was like in the 50s and 60s and I was like, oh, wow, just the hardships. Yeah, so the pride for me is the fact that the little bits of those people are in me but I don't have to experience the world like they did back then but somebody had to, I guess. So there's a pride in just being... Keeping, keeping, uh, being who we are. Yeah, just trying to be as open and honest as you can be. The best part in that, for me, anyway. Yeah. Beautiful. Ah, Thanks. Thanks for having me. (laughs) No, thank you. I hate talking on these sorts of things. You did really well. oh thank you. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Thanks so much for sharing. Oh no, you're welcome.
0: You're welcome. Hope it all goes well.
3: podcast is released every tuesday and friday and could not have been possible without the support of our local community partners midsummer and the fair of victoria portfolio of the victorian state government throughout the series you will hear firsthand the successes hopes dreams fears and struggles of diverse members of our community pride finder the rainbow road trip was a traveling project commissioned during the 2023 midsummer festival as part of the state government's initiative victoria's pride Helen Thomas, an award winning creative audio producer, journalist, and queer ally, developed a mobile story studio with the purpose of encouraging connection, cultivating empathy, and preserving people's experiences. As much of Victoria's queer history relies on verbal recount, Midsummer, Helen, and the Pride Finder connected with regionally living LGBTQA Victorians to help capture their unique stories. These conversations are frank, honest, and reflect the language, thoughts, history, and opinions of the individual. Views may not be shared by Midsummer or the Victorian state government. Please keep yourself safe and refer to the show notes for specific triggers related to each episode. If something in this podcast has made you feel uncomfortable or brought up challenging feelings, please seek support from a loved one or from one of the helplines listed at the bottom of the show notes.